Welcome to Sheikhing It Up with Sheikh Fayaz, your daily dose of spirituality this Ramadan. A'udhu billahi minash shaytan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Wa bihi nasta'in wa sallallahumma ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa alihi Wa la tarfa'ni finnasi darajatan illa hattadtani inda nafsi mithlaha ولا تحدث لي إزا ظاهرا إلا أحدثت لي ذلة باطنة عند نفسي بقدرها اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد ومتأني بهدى صالح لا أستبدل به وطريقة حق لا أزيغ عنها ونية رشد لا أشك فيها in that hadith that is attributed to the Messenger of God sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, he states, Man arafa nafsa, faqad arafa rabba. The one who knows his or herself knows his or her Lord. What does it mean to know oneself? And what does it mean to know our Lord? The actualization of a recognition that we have of understanding who we are essentially as a human being can only stem from deep reflection and contemplation. And through that deep contemplation and through that deep reflection, we recognize that we as a human being are an individual that is limited in so many different phases of our existence. We are limited by the amount of time, literally the years that we live in this world. We are limited by how tall that we are, how short that we are. We have limitations in terms of what knowledge that we have the ability to receive or understand or have access to. We're not privy to that which is within the knowledge of the unseen world that is only contained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those whom he has exposed that knowledge to. There's plenty of things that I might want in this dunya until quickly I realize again all of my limitations and just how much I am in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's so important in this month of Ramadan and otherwise to humble ourselves in front of God. And we're told to do that consistently through fasting, through prostration, through bowing, all as a means of reminding ourselves of again just how much we are in need of the Lord of the Worlds. We quite frankly have nothing without the support and without the grace and without the kindness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In that famous whispered prayer of Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam, he calls out, Mawlai ya Mawlai, anta al-Mawla wa ana al-Abd, that you are the master and I am the servant. Anta al-Jawadu wa ana al-Faqir, that you are the all-wealthy, you are the all-generous, and I am poor. You are the one who dispenses mercy, and I am the one who is in need of mercy. That, O oh Allah, you are the one who is truly alive. And as for me, I'm a corpse. If it's not for your divine grace and you breathing life into me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to remind ourselves as often as we possibly can, that this faith, 
This religion is a religion of utter and absolute submission. When you go for Hajj or you go for Umrah, you don white pieces of cloth and you circumambulate the Holy Kaaba in obedience and submissiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it quite honestly doesn't make a lot of sense to make a round, to make a circle around a cube. We are told to do things that don't necessarily make logical, rational sense to these minds. But at the end of the day, the purpose of that is to recognize that there are some things beyond the potential for me to understand. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to remind us that He is the all-knowledgeable. And that through obedience and submission to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're able to fulfill exactly that which we were created for. And that is to be the best servant, the best slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we possibly can. But in order to receive that light of the Lord of the Worlds, we begin with entering into a state of humility in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in these lines of Dua Makarim al-Akhlaq of Imam Ali ibn al-Husayn Zayn al-Abideen, as those verses that preceded it and undoubtedly will come later on during the course of this supplication, we see this consistent theme of humility manifesting itself, consistently reminding us of what it is that we should be seeking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We mentioned in the very first conversation around this particular du'a that the purpose of us devoting ourselves in and in by means of this particular supplication is that the month of Ramadan helps us to empty our heart of sin and vice and now it's important that we fill it with the correct attitude, with the correct mannerisms and with the appropriate etiquette that allows for us to be a human being the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us. And in these lines of Imam Ali ibn al-Husayn al-Sajjad, peace and blessings be upon him, he teaches us how to seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to ask from God what it is that will allow for us to attain success in this world and in the next. And again, that is humility. He begins by stating, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala. Again, a consistent theme, sending salutations and blessings upon the Holy Messenger Muhammad and his family. He says, Oh Allah, do not raise me a single degree in front of people unless you've lowered me within my own self. You know, sometimes when we do something really nice, we do something great, we get the praise and the accolades, and we're able to write a couple of more things down on our resumes, our CVs. We love all of the credentials that are associated with our names, which is why we love titles, which is why we love respect, which is why so many of the children of Adam seek the approval of man instead of seeking the approval of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's almost this innate love that we have this innate desire that we have, whereby we're able to get approval and recognition for anything or everything that we've done. And technically, there's nothing wrong with that. But what is potentially dangerous is when we get a big head. And I don't mean that, of course, literally. But when we feel 
because of that which people have validated for us, that we have accomplished everything that we've accomplished on our own and completely distanced Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessing and His grace from us, then at the end of the day, that's dangerous. There is no one who served more, who had done more for community than the Prophet ﷺ and the Imams of Ahlul Bayt, peace and blessings be upon them. Yet they never went in front of people and threw it in their face, so to say, reminding them consistently of all the great that they've done in terms of service for them. And in fact, every time that someone would praise them, they would look at them and they would say that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we should run away from the praise that others give us. It shouldn't be something that we fixate ourselves on or look toward or consistently love to hear. Because again, that humility that's present within that soul, within that heart of ours, has the potential to be erased really quickly. Which is why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this line, we say again, Oh Allah, if you are going to raise me in the ranks of people, and again, we want to be appreciated, we want to be loved, there's nothing essentially wrong with that. But then at the same time, don't do that. Do not give me that station in front of people until and unless you've lowered me within my own self. Allow for me to not see myself the way that other people see me, in other words. Allow for me, allow for me to remind myself of my own faults, of my own sins, of my own transgressions, such that I humble myself in front of you in the same way that I humble myself in front of others. And in the hadith from Imam Ali alayhi salam, he states, Man rafa'ahu. That the one who humbles themselves in front of God, God will raise them in front of people. But remember who you are. And remember that we are in a state of subservience to the Lord of the worlds. And all grace and all honor comes from Him. وَلَا تُحْدِثْ لِي ظَاهِرًا إِلَّا لِي ذِلَّةً بَاطِنَةً إِنَّ نَفْسِي بِقَدَرِهَا We say, O oh Allah, and allow for no outward exaltation for me until and unless I have again had the sense of abasing my own self at the same measure. Every time someone comes to you and says, you know what, your belief, your faith, your prayers, your fast, your Quran, your worship, your whatever, it inspires me. At that moment, you should be in a state of gratitude to them. And gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that people see you that way. But then you should quickly remind yourself of your own transgressions and your own sins. And remind yourself that I have so much more work to do because there's always room for improvement. And I don't mean this, and certainly the dua does not mean this as well in terms of a self-deprecating way. No. But realize that if we want to be the best in any field, if we want to reach our ultimate potential and get to our highest capacity, it suffices that we're going to continue to work harder. If you ask the best athlete in the world and tell them what is it that drives you, they would take a look and see all of their credentials. They see all of their championships. You see all of their MVP awards, but they still work harder than anyone else because they have a will and they have a desire to be the best. Our hearts, our souls have to be the same. We shouldn't get complacent because someone thinks of us in a certain way. 
but rather we should remember that humility, obedience, submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is first and foremost. Allahumma salla ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Again, the Imam alayhi salam continues sending salutations and blessings upon the Messenger Muhammad and his family, the Ahlul Bayt. That, oh Allah, and now grant me guidance. Once I humble myself in front of you, then offer me and grant me the guidance such that I do not ever look to replace it with anything else. What does this mean? Throughout the whole of Quran, scattered in various different verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the fact that He is Al Hadi. He is the one who guides to the right course. And if we choose via our own actions, our own transgressions, our own negligence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make that path toward Him that much more difficult, whereby we live a life of misconception and of doubt. What it is that we're seeking is an easy route toward getting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now we know it's difficult. But when we make those small steps, we will find that God will facilitate that pathway to Him, Azzawajal. The idea is that we're seeking from God, that He makes that path easy for us, that He makes the ability to find Him, to seek Him, to actualize that pleasure that we find in Him. And truly, there is no contentment, and there is no pleasure, and there is no joy when it's not the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it is that we're uttering. Because everything else in this world is that which will pass. But our good deeds and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that gift that keeps on giving. And that which offers this heart that is looking for contentment, some peace, and some tranquility in this world, and undoubtedly the next. وَتَرِيقَتِي حَقٍ لَا أَزِيغُ and O oh Allah, grant me a path to truth such that I do not swerve away from it. We drown in a world filled with doubt. Everyone questions the existence of God and everything related and attached to it. They attack the Messenger of God, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam. They criticize our belief and our ideology on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes it's hard. People historically thousands of years ago or a thousand years ago weren't witness to such sort of blasphemous language around the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or defaming our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam or seeking to present radical doubts around the whole Qur'an. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we're steadfast on truth, that we have the ability and undoubtedly we do and the access to knowledge we have an abundance of books and websites and scholars that are dedicated toward the cause, but it starts with us solidifying our religious ideology, understanding what it is that we believe in and why we believe in it, utilizing rational as well as textual sources and evidences. And O Allah, allow for my intention to do good, allow for it to manifest and illuminate in such a way, again, whereby I have no doubt. I have no doubt in you. I have no doubt in your prophet. I have no doubt in your book. To have that sense of conviction 
that the believer is always seeking. In summary, my friends, it begins with humbling ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing that there is always more room to grow and to improve during the course of our seeking of a relationship and proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once we take that step and submit ourselves in a state of subservience, recognizing that this soul has so much more to offer, has so much more work to do, so much more to purify and empty itself of, then we're able to fill it. We're able to fill it with the desire for guidance, for truth, and eradicating all such doubt. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin. For more spiritual content year-round, follow Fayaz Jafar on social media.